0: I'm just gonna change this on us now, and we will only talk about the cat's trailer. <laughs> oh no! <Jesus. laughs> I'm going to bed I, then. I did love the text that you sent back when I when we were talking about that David. It was just like I forgot about that. I that is a thing and Taylor
1: Swift's one of the cats and I'm like, what the fuck is this? She,
0: she's the cat that they're trying to be like, oh look, she's sexy. I'm like, no. Oh, God no. I'm,
2: listen, I'm I'm sorry, I just I do not see Taylor Swift in in any way sexy. That's just my opinion. But
0: what if she was a cat? <laughs>
2: us i don't think so <laughs> if she I mean, plays that's... if she plays the sexy cat that movie's doing just to start
1: if, if, if this movie is remotely successful that's going to bring a whole new thing of furries
3: oh, no. <laughs>
0: Hello, super friends, and welcome to Nerds for Normal People, the podcast bringing nerd culture to a normal world. I am your master of the geekly arts, Daniel Dunstan, and with me I have assembled a group of friends and experts to help break down some of Comic-Con. Uh, we're going we're gonna to start, of course, with uh, David Hood. David, thank you for being here.
1: Hey, I'm one of the guys that he just considers an expert not a friend. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, now that means you have to live up to being an expert. <laughs> you made a terrible decision, Daniel. <laughs> we are also joined by someone who I know is especially excited to talk about a few things on here, Beth Dunstan.
4: Yes, I am a Lady Thor and Shang-Chi fangirl today.
0: <laughs> Spoiler and. <laughs> and it'll be probably the title, David, come on! <laughs> and we also have a new voice joining us from uh, Kentucky Sports Radio and Hey Kentucky Interning and Occasional Times on TV, Brent Wayne Scott is joining us. Brent, thank you for coming.
2: What's up? Thanks for having me. I'm excited to do this. I was supposed to be on the one for uh, Far From Home but my computer's trash and then uh, we finally got together. But uh, I'm definitely excited for this. Huge Marvel fan. Um, Yeah, I'm really excited. I don't know if I'm an expert like David, but uh, I will put in my two cents. Don't you worry.
0: All right. Mm. Yes, I have read a
1: comic book before.
0: (laughs) You've read more more than one. I know you, David. (laughs) But so we are talking Comic-Con here. However, as I was working up the sheet all about basically, like, okay, well, let's, I'll work up a sheet just to give us quick notes of everything that happened at Comic-Con. There was a lot that happened at Comic-Con, people. There was an awful lot. So we are going to probably break it into two different episodes. Hopefully the other one will be coming soon. Um, we'll, ha- we'll have to, David, did I hear you <laughs> laugh at that?
1: Uh, no, I I'm just scrolling through the paper. <laughs>
0: Oh okay. <laughs> we will hopefully try to have it soon. Um but this first one is going to break down what was probably the biggest part of a lot of the Comic-Con media landscape which was Marvel mainly cuz they announced a lot. So we'll talk Marvel this time, we'll talk everything else next time. So Without further ado, let's get going. Kevin Feige announced all of Phase 4, which seems to be taking up. It's going to block us for the next two years in content. Going into this, we had a lot of rumors. We had a lot of, like, hey, I think this is happening. Hey, I think this is happening. Nothing concrete. So this was the first actual answers we've had to anything. And so we're going to start right off with the one that pretty much everyone knew was coming but just had yet to be confirmed, and that was the Black Widow solo movie. Obviously, Scarlett Johansson's returning, joined by a cast of really good uh, actors. Uh, Florence Pugh, who is playing Yelena Belova, who is another spy who has uh, held the title of Black Widow before. You have David Harbour from Stranger Things.
2: Uh, My doppelganger.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure you look that much like David Harper. We went through this on Tuesday. I don't
1: think you like Tide that much. I don't I don't. Well we I, I
2: ended up I ended up shaving, so it doesn't look it doesn't look as close, but I got a little closer with the scruffy beard and I was starting to get nervous. Okay,
0: okay. That you were just trying to get into a Tide ad
2: yes, that's all I was trying to do.
0: Uh he is playing someone named Alexi, who's also the Red Guardian. Think of him as kind of the Soviet Captain America, though different characters mentally, and, and by that I just mean like different characters with different very different personalities and also even different levels of power, basically. Uh you have Rachel Weiss as Melina, who That basically all we know is she's called Melina and she has apparently been through the Red Room widow program like five times. And also the daughter of Shao Kahn.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh jeez.
4: You know, I don't know if that was, you know, a disciplinary thing that she went through it five times or if she was just really yeah. wanting to Did, get it right. Like, or, uh, was, which was I, it... I was dedicated to getting an A, but I'm not sure I would be that dedicated to getting an A in the Black Widow program that I would or, want to read five times.
1: Or you're forgetting the third option. She is an extreme version of a masochist. Maybe. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Like, masochist is uh, one thing that I read from five times. Oh, yeah.
0: There's also some character apparently in there named Mason, who the only thing I found of them was a romantic undercurrent with Natasha Romanov, though apparently the two have never been really on the same side, or on the same page. This is going to take place after Civil War, but before Infinity War, filling in that gap there, Taskmaster is set to be the villain, (laughs) which is awesome. I love Taskmaster. Uh, He's a great villain for this for a Black Widow movie and uh, it is going to apparently feature as they go I guess looking into her past and all that stuff and even currently more than one person with the title of the Black Widow. So have that be a title that has been passed down basically. Sort of like Captain America now. Sort of like Captain America now, yes.
4: Yeah. Very much a legacy hero sort of thing.
0: Which gets by, that gets by the problem the comics have of where she's just, what, a hundred years old, but still looks like she's twenty?
4: <laughs> That's that, what is it called? Like the infinity the, serum or something? Yeah, the infinity and, formula
0: yeah, or yeah. something like that. Well, hey.
2: Scarlett Johansson did say she could play anything she wanted, so she could be. <laughs> honest, we don't know. <laughs> but, she, but She could be. <laughs> Regardless of that, though, before I heard that it was going to be between uh, Civil War and Infinity War, right? Or was it between Infinity War?
0: It's uh, Civil War and Infinity War.
2: That's it. So yep. um, I, I wasn't really excited about a Black Widow movie because, I, I mean, it's not anything against a Black Widow. She's great. I just thought by the end of Endgame, that's her character arc. Like, we don't need a prequel. Black Widow movie to get her origin and all that. But where it's taking place in that period where she was in hiding with Captain America, I think that can be very interesting, especially Mm -hmm. I think that this movie could also give us some answers as to why uh, the Hulk couldn't Hulk up in infinity war. I hope it does at least. So, I mean, I'm really excited for the, for the time placement of this movie.
4: I agree because one thing I was worried about is it's very frustrating, right? To see a character before they have gone through all of the development that you know that they're going to go through, um, I find it very frustrating, anyway, because you, you've you come to be very invested in this very interesting character, and it's, it's like you're meeting them before they're interesting. And uh, I like that we're coming to where she is in the middle of her story, in the middle of her arc. Mm-hmm. And... Honestly,
2: if this this is probably the peak of her arc too,
4: mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: if we're honest. And I also like. I mean, I'm glad it's not an origin story. Like, I was really when I heard that there was gonna be a Black Widow prequel, I was like, oh, I mean, we're gonna get a Black Widow origin story. What's exciting about that after Endgame? A- and I was really concerned about that, but now that we have the placement down, I uh, I can. I'm much more excited for it now, though. Absolutely.
0: And this might even be before she actually met up with Captain America's crew, because supposedly in the footage they showed at Comic-Con, it seems to pick up directly after the scene where Iron Man basically tells her, you know, they'll all be coming for you now.
4: And if you think about what has just happened in in the Marvel Universe is that even before Civil War with Winter Soldier, um, she outed her own history to the world um, at the end of that film. So I'm sure there are people in the Red Room and the Black Widow program who are not happy to have uh, some possible huge leaks coming out. And post-Civil War, she does not have the support network that she would have had with the Avengers. So I, I think that she's in an interesting position where this uh, these secrets have come to light and she no longer has the security of the avengers around her
3: mm-hmm.
1: that that's part of the catalyst of the entire movie is what happened to the Winter wonder soldier
2: i also think this plays into the whole thing that uh that the avengers is all she had too, because like you said going back to the black widow program and all that uh, you know she doesn't she can't even rely on that anymore not that she, not that she did anyways mm-hmm. because
0: um but as, especially if her, if a lot of this movie is her past coming back to fight her, she could lose what little connection she has to, like, family there. Exactly, yeah. And and then, you know, when she says in, like, Endgame that, like, this is all she has, you know, she that really is. And supposedly they showed a fight scene between her and Florence Pugh, and you got the hint of, like, they seem to consider each other like sisters But they still had a apparently very brutal fight scene. So there's a lot there to work through. And then you have a lot of people are assuming they might be setting up for uh, Yelena Belova to be the next
3: Black Widow. Moving forward in the uh, Marvel Universe. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) Anyone have anything?
1: Oh, um, go ahead. I'm just wondering, will this be the last time you see Scarlett Johansson in the MCU?
0: I would imagine.
4: I would say so, yes.
0: I, I think like they kind of don't necessarily want to keep going back to the well of the heroes they had there. I know uh, Kevin Feige has said he kind of wants like the dead heroes to stay dead. So I think they probably went with this because they wanted to give her a solo movie. Oh, she's but- earned it. And she's definitely earned it, and oh, so I yeah. think they're just like, okay, we're gonna do this, and then, like, that's that'll be her final farewell.
2: I think the only one uh, of, like, the original heroes, or the original Avenger- Avengers, who has made it to where he could be, like, a mainstay in the MCU is uh, Chris Hemsworth and Thor. I don't know what kind of yes. role he's gonna play in this, in the next Thor movie, or the inevitable guardians 3 movie but um i mean Mm -hmm. he's definitely gonna be around i don't even know if he's gonna be in the next thor movie as crazy as that sounds i mean i feel Uh, like he will be but i mean mean, he was on
3: stage
4: we'll get
0: we'll get there they confirmed he's gonna be they confirmed he's gonna be in it we'll 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 get to that we will probably have to move because marvel did a lot yes um
4: <laughs> yeah that was one thing i know that there was some concern that oh marvel's gonna slow down after this after the Infinity how can they saga. possibly keep coming up yeah like stuff. they're they're probably going to like you know kind of slow down and take things a bit easier and then kevin feige gets on stage and says no this is an even more frenetic pace than <laughs> earlier here you go
1: well i mean if you get through the history of marvel comics you have a a large pool to draw from of stories. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it's not like he can slow down anytime soon because, like, oh, I, I still got a bunch of stuff I can still do.
0: And mm-hmm. he has also been like handed recently a whole bunch of new toys he did not have before. Yep. So that that makes it something. Eventually uh, a
1: redemption see- for one of the best villains coming up soon
0: that
3: we'll talk God. about. It.
0: Oh, I hope so. We'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. Um. Any final thoughts on Black Widow before we move on?
4: I'm looking forward to it. I think it's about time for her to have her own movie. And uh, so I'm looking forward to what they do with, um, like, possibly Florence Pugh as as the next uh, Black Widow.
0: I will say what has me excited for it is, like, they said they showed some concept art and, like, the fight scene apparently and like a lot of what i was hearing is people were getting uh winter soldier vibes and anyone who's listened to this before <laughs> knows winter soldier vibes is the best way to get daniel on board <laughs> oh you
1: oh you like that movie
0: yeah no it's 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 fantastic like they're just like yeah we're getting some winter soldier vibes from this thing i'm like that means it's hopefully good <laughs> i
4: wonder if they're going to bring the same people in to choreograph the fights because Maybe. whoever was doing that in Winter Soldier was, did an incredible Although
0: job. Although I'll say this, to whoever choreographs the fights, we are well aware Black Widow can do the leg scissor spin move. <laughs> she can now also develop who knows how many other moves, because we've seen that leg scissor spin move all have you the seen time. The
1: leg scissor, have you seen the leg scissor double spin move? <laughs> <laughs> And soon enough, soon enough she'll put on a Rey Mysterio mask And just start doing a bunch of crazy <laughs> ass <laughs> shit <She> a <was> 619
2: <laughs> I bet she does a 619 actually <laughs> If there was a Bovada bet If she does a 619 between like two poles On like a ship or something I bet she does it.
1: Oh that would be amazing I, I would love ahead, to
0: see that <laughs> Oh, moving on. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Winter Soldier, uh, the next thing on the docket, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This is coming to Disney Plus. uh, Spring 2020, one of the shows that's going to be on the Disney streaming service. It'll obviously star Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. Uh, The main thing we got from this was just a logo, which now features heavily the Captain America shield. And also, uh, Anthony Mackie has said he has already been fitted for his Captain America costume, and that it is, quote, awesome. <laughs> uh, I love Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackey's great. He also, uh, they have confirmed the villain is going to be uh, Baron Zemo, played again by Daniel Brühl, who played him in Captain America Civil War. They're going to give him a more comic book accurate costume. <laughs> I'm really hoping they don't give him a more comic book accurate sensibility, because, look, Zemo is fine in the comics, but, like, not the most interesting. <laughs> Wait,
1: I'm trying to remember what happened to Zemo. Did Black Panther no, he captured was... him?
0: Yeah, he, he was still alive. He was in prison. Because you have the great moment at the end of Civil War where uh, Martin Freeman's character is just like, how's it feel to do all that and, like, lose?
3: And he just
1: right. looks at
0: He just looks at him and goes, did I?
1: That's right. Because he tore
0: the Avengers apart, so he he, he accomplished his goal.
1: Uh, I couldn't remember, I just remember the scene where he, Black Panther's just walking up behind him, talking to him.
2: Yeah, that's it. And I also remember the scene where it's just like, if you need me, call and I'll be there, and it's just like Cap coming out of the shadows. That- yeah. That's that's really it after the big fight for me.
0: <laughs> it, he tr- uh, Zemo tries to kill himself, and Black Panther stops him, saying, "There's been enough death today." Yeah, uh, that's true. I, I I like Zemo as the villain of this because he is tied to Steve Rogers and to the history, especially of uh, Winter Soldier. But he's also more of a thinker thinker villain than he is a punch villain. And so I think, like, for a longer show, you kind of need someone who's a bit more methodical in planning versus someone who one good round of fisticuffs could sort this out.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I and mean, you're going to need a long-term villain who, like, always comes up with with, uh, with ways to, to run the day. Like, this is the worst analogy possible, but it's sort of like plankton coming up with several different ways to steal the cr- krabby patty secret for <laughs> okay, like you, you and
1: me went to a different methodical villain but we went to different childhood co- uh shows
2: who are you gonna go to i was thinking
1: i was, gonna, I was thinking dr Draken.
0: <laughs> oh nice
1: <laughs> That's where i was gonna go and you brought a plankton I'm like damn he did the childhood thing
3: yeah yeah
2: so i, I mean uh yeah it brought it brought all uh it brings a new. I, I, I've lost track of what I'm saying here because I just brought up SpongeBob, <laughs> but, but it does prolong the show having a, a methodical villain as opposed to
0: Thanos. You know what I mean? Yeah, because well, Thanos was methodical. That's well, how you lasted through all the movies. Well, yeah, you,
1: you know what I mean.
0: But but, but yeah. But a
1: big brooding villain, like he's typically going to get into the action and get rather killed or caught easier. Yeah, as opposed to methodical one, who's going to be working behind the scenes, and when they finally get to go capture him, he's already escaped.
2: I guess a it, better example of that would have been like uh, Abomination. Yeah, yes, yeah.
0: Abomination is more of just a straight up punch. Whereas he's gonna, this is he's probably gonna fall. I would assume closer to like the Alexander Pierce from Winter Soldier. Uh, yes, I am gonna keep bringing that mm-hmm. up analogy <laughs> where it's like. Alexander Pierce is the main villain, but he's not, like, someone who's going to go toe-to-toe with Captain America.
4: And one other thing I really like about Baron Zemo is he is a—he's definitely an emotional and psychological threat to Bucky Barnes, in particular, because of what he did to him in in Civil War. Even though the people of Wakanda, especially Shuri, have allegedly gotten rid of all of those triggers— that uh, Winter Soldier had that he, he there was still a huge emotional and psychological impact that Baron Zemo's work uh, put on him. And that mm-hmm. was such a stressful and formative time for both Falcon and Winter Soldier that if he does escape, they are both going to take it personally. And it is both and for both of them, it will be uh, it'll definitely dredge up some deep wounds. So I'm looking mm-hmm. forward. Not only to those two actors' chemistry together because it's amazing. <laughs> oh, they have but, great chemistry. But but <laughs> to like how they will react to this man who did so much damage to to both of them, but especially to their mutual friend uh, Steve Rogers.
0: And and I think the other interesting thing there is that Zemo is someone who could potentially know more about Winter Soldier than Winter Soldier knows about yeah. himself.
1: I, I was just gonna say, does uh um. Winter Soldier still have that tick if you say those words in a certain order?
0: Supposedly not. Uh, I think, as as Beth said, Shuri and the people of Wakanda, I think, supposedly removed all that. But you don't really know until you're put in that scenario.
1: Yeah, because that'd be an interesting twist to put into that, that show. It's just one episode, he does that again, Winter Soldier goes
0: nuts. Or he tries that again and it does nothing, and then... Winter Soldiers. It's like, yeah, funny that. <laughs> see, I'm curious how much
2: uh, Ant Man will be in this this show. I know it's a weird thing to to bring up, but if you think about it, the relationship he has with uh, uh, Captain Falcon. America. Now, I was gonna say Falcon, oh. but he's Captain America now. Yeah, he's Captain America. So, so, so the relationship he has with him. I, I'm curious as to how much we'll see Scott Lang in this as well. <laughs>
0: I could see, since it's a show, maybe you get one episode. I don't think they're going to bring it up too often. Oh, no,
2: because so, then it would be, um, you know, Falcon, I, I think, the Winter Soldier, yeah, and Ant-Man. And
0: I think the uh, the premise of it is also kind of, it's going to be Falcon coming to terms with the fact he now is Captain America, and so you're going to balance that with, you know, who's the best person to guide him through being Captain America? Well... The person who's known Steve Rogers longer than anybody. Bucky, yeah. yeah. And so Bucky is probably, given especially that it's Zemo is the villain, Bucky's going to be the most tied to the villain, but he's also probably going to be a good sort of like, look, I knew Steve w- before all this, and so let me try to help you.
1: Yeah. He, he might okay. have the title of uh, Captain America, but he does not have America's ass.
3: Well, we
0: don't know that till we see that costume. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Valid point. Plus,
2: he's from a private. He's not Captain America. He's from a private school, and his real name is Clarence, and he has really nice parents. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And they they have a really good marriage.
1: Oh Jesus.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I. I will say I'm excited to see these two actors uh, because they have such great chemistry in every movie, especially in Civil War, where they're both... Trying to be Cap's best friend, and it's oh, it's so good. <laughs>
2: My favorite part is with or like, just the little quirky things where he's like, "Will you move your seat up?" No, or
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> <And> he just <laughs> slides over.
2: Yeah, and then there was another one that was like, "You couldn't have done that earlier." And he's just like, "I hate you."
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's when they like knock out Spider Man, and it's like, "You couldn't have done that earlier." It's like, "I hate you so much." <laughs> And I know they're going to bring that same dynamic to this, and it just gets me excited. I, I'm but, so excited for it. Well, when's it come out again? But spring of 2020. What, what I'm concerned that's about is soon.
1: what I'm concerned about is if they're going to a TV now universe. Are they going to be like kind of taken out of the movie universe? No,
0: no? Uh, that's one thing that, uh, especially with some of the stuff we'll get to later. One thing Kevin Feige kind of made a big deal about is, unlike in the past... So, in the past, all the TV stuff was done... It was headed by Jeff Loeb, and it was done as part of what was called Marvel TV. This, These are all going to be produced by Marvel Studios. That's a good and thing. And so, they are going to be headed... Basically, like, Kevin Feige's still in charge of this. And they've made it really clear, especially with another show we'll get to a little later that these are going to tie into the movies. Perfect. And so if you miss these, you'll be missing out, which also means you got to shell out for Disney Plus. I'm cool with
2: shelling out for Disney Plus.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Very smart business strategy.
1: Um I'm uh, expecting them to do a package deal with ESPN and Hulu, and if they do that, yeah, I'm getting that package.
0: I'm I'm sure. I think haven't they announced the price point? It's not even it's like 6 or 6, to, six to 8. Or, 6 oh, or 7 bucks that's nothing. Yeah. yeah,
1: but like the, that, that the, They're point. gonna start out. They're gonna start out with six or seven to get all the Netflix people, because Netflix is what now like eleven or twelve bucks. Yeah, yeah. so, so they're gonna go, They're point. gonna undercut yeah. Netflix. Get all those people to shift over. Then they'll start bumping up the price a little at a time.
2: I know this is a little off topic, but I think Netflix could possibly be going down the drain soon because that's,
1: that's a very. Oh, popular I think theory.
2: it will because NBC's yeah. getting their stuff. Disney's getting their stuff, and everyone's getting their own thing, and then you're just going to have Netflix originals. And if we're honest, the Netflix originals aren't that great. I mean, you have Stranger Things, you have a few stand ups, and you have my, my favorite, Last Chance You. And outside of that, it's it's hard to get that one thing that everyone's like, oh, I have to get Netflix to watch this.
0: I will say oh, this, well, Umbrella Academy is really good.
1: Yeah, there, the there was Academy like a horror awesome. show, like House on Haunting Hill, that wasn't bad. Yes. It was good. That was that was good. They they have a a couple of good shows, but they do have a lot more flops than they do have good shows. Well, well,
2: that's what I'm saying. Though, would you pay 11 or 12 dollars a month to watch? No, no, no. Okay. No. And I wouldn't even pay. I wouldn't even pay 12 dollars a month for. if they turn Stranger Things into an episodic thing, because that's what they're going to have to do if they want to keep up. Because if you just say, hey, here's eight episodes of Stranger Things, people are only going to get one month of Netflix, and then it's just like Mm -hmm. buying uh, a DVD worth of 12 episodes of Stranger Things.
0: Yeah, and it's a... uh, I think the other thing Netflix is going to have is at at the point in which Disney Plus launches, they will pull from all the other streaming things. They'll just pull all their content which is going to severely limit netflix's content especially uh content aimed at kids absolutely uh, which is a huge portion of that and also i think it's 2021 netflix loses the office
2: well, that's because NBC and, is getting its own thing. We're we're literally yep. getting back. To, we're we're coming full circle. We're gonna get back to the point where we're gonna have an NBC streaming service, a CBS oh, yeah. streaming
0: service. It's gonna. Well, be, we do have a CBS streaming service.
2: Well, you know what? Like, well, yeah, 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 and it's just gonna get back to like having to pay for channels, and then it's just gonna go. It's just with prices gonna
1: skyrocket again.
2: Uh, yep, because. Yep. Because you can only pay for so many subscriptions at once, or you can do it the smart way, get a group of friends, and one pays for one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which is probably going to happen, but even then I think you'll start seeing stuff that doesn't make the cut.
4: Yeah, Yeah, I think we're already seeing that.
0: Oh yeah, Disney Plus right now is doing everything they can to make sure that they make the cut. Oh, Disney Plus is making the cut. Uh, Because the the collection of movies and... Yeah, like they've said, they're going to have like tons, like basically all the back episodes of The Simpsons, and plus you got all the Star Wars stuff, all the Marvel stuff.
1: Pixar. All Pixar. the Pixar, all the Disney original movies. And, all and the money
4: Forget about it, Disney's
2: going to take yeah. over again.
4: And the money I mean, Disney
1: already again, has. Again, you're assuming, you're saying like they lost taking control. Yeah.
0: D- Disney has had three movies this year cross a billion dollars and they
2: still own avatar too let's not forget that
0: and they still own avatar (laughs) they own
2: they own avatar and endgame do they own titanic too
0: They own half of Titanic.
2: Oh, my goodness.
1: The first part that sunk or the second part that sunk?
4: (laughs) I was going to say. They they own the the front of the Titanic. (laughs) ah, Was it the part that got hit by the iceberg? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing about Disney is that they can afford to ostensibly lose money for several years on the streaming service because of those. Billion-dollar movies that they have multiple times it's a those year. Billion, well, Plus more they so have their movies
1: parks. are nothing yeah, compared so, to what they probably make on merchandising yeah. on Disney yeah. World, on and Disneyland. It's, yeah,
4: because I was going <laughs> to mention it's it's the merchandising, it's the toys, it's, it's the, the fact parks. that you can get Elsa comforters, yep. like, yeah, like for Frozen Two coming I, up. You, I'm looking at mine right can, can, now. <laughs> if <laughs> like, you, you can my, sell to kids, you have it. Well, they're made. selling to adults totally. too. They're, I yeah, mean, they people are. are buying,
2: I mean, I'm not buying lightsabers, but I know people who buy lightsabers, Star Wars memorabilia. Yep. You got to think about like all that. Bill stuff. Sheehy, yeah, Bill, <laughs> at Bill. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, like they, they just have so much money piled up for merchandising and all that. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, they they run it. They they run the they run the world right now.
3: They really
0: do. That is sad, honestly, to think about.
2: Yeah. I mean, you even got to think about it. They, they can literally just put anything out. Like, they could just put, like, a Warhol film of that of him <laughs> just sleeping eight hours throughout the day and just put a Disney logo on it and it's still going to sell. Like, they literally just recycled
3: well, two movies necess-
2: and made it live <laughs> action.
0: Yeah. Well, not necessarily, because last year they tried to do a Nutcracker movie and that always failed. Disney has like one or two flops per year.
4: Don't forget Dumbo like, because Dumbo did not True do Dumbo well. has
0: Like that's yeah. the thing is and Brent you even forgot about this is technically Lion King is the third live action remake this year. What's Cuz everyone f- everyone forgot Dumbo.
1: Aladdin,
2: that's Lion true. King and Dumbo. Well, yeah. I, they did not need to make those live action. I could see them making Aladdin live action. Yeah. And I mean well, it, it, like, like I said even, it
1: was you can't good. Even, you can't even say The Lion King's live action because it's no, entirely it's, CGI. It's,
0: it's animated. <laughs> you, it's just boring. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> oh I
2: mean, I was amazed they got all the lines to do that. I was very concerned. <laughs> 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 no, no, but seriously, like the Lion King, it, it to me it's not interesting. It's the same storyline with no facial expressions on the lines. <laughs> I would literally pay to hear Donald Glover's voice. And that's it. I've heard Beyonce's acting in, in that is terrible. I, I just have no interest in seeing the Lion King. And the Aladdin was good, but seeing it at 1230 after you had like a large meal and some drinks isn't suggested because you already know the plot and you're just exhausted and you're like, okay, get, get the freaking lamb back. I will
0: say... I enjoyed Aladdin a lot more than you, but my situation in seeing it was different.
2: Like, if I went to go see it at like on an afternoon, I could probably enjoy it. But the fact that I was seeing it at and it was like twelve thirty, and we still had thirty minutes left in the movie, and I already know how it ends, I'm just like, okay, let's get on with it. Like, there was a scene <laughs> where Jafar sends Aladdin like all the way back to the desert and then the magic carpet just takes him there directly after he gets there. Like, it was a useless five minutes that didn't need to be there. Just, it's a good, it's a good movie. You should go see it, but don't go see it past nine o'clock.
1: Those useless five (laughs) to ten minutes are called the bathroom breaks.
4: Yes. Yeah. Fair? fair.
1: Just just like in the uh, Last Jedi, anytime Finn was on screen, you could have probably gone to the bathroom.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're going back to the gambling planet. I'm going back to the bathroom.
3: Yeah, you, also <laughs> you want to talk f-
1: about useless times? That if you cut out that entire gambling <laughs> thing in Last Jedi, you would have changed nothing in the entire movie.
2: Yeah, we can also forget the entire love arc of of him and um Oh, what's the rose? rose. rose. Yeah. It, it, it's horrible. She she literally almost ruined all of humanity because she had to save him. I'm like, no.
3: That's bad. Well, let's get to Eternals so that we can then get so that we can
4: then get to the movie I want to see the most.
0: Okay, (laughs) we're gonna steer this back on track and get through get through Eternals here. So, Eternals that's coming out November sixth, two thousand twenty. They we don't have much details about it, but we do have a cast. Yay. Woo. Uh, Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden, Kumail Nanjiani, Lauren Ridloff, Brian Tyree, Henry, Salma Hayek, Leah McHugh, Don Lee. Uh, they are playing The Eternals. Um, they have...
4: So if you don't know who The Eternals if are... If you don't know who
0: The Eternals are, <laughs> ne- neither do we, and you're just like everyone else, basically. Uh, here's, here's a fun fact. They have gender-swapped a few of the roles in The Eternals. They have. I'm not going to tell you who, because you don't know, I didn't know, and you won't care. This is true. <laughs> well, all, I, all I know is, you said Kamel Nagyani, and I'm like, I'm there.
2: See, yeah. That's, yeah. that's me with, uh, with uh, Brian Tyree. You put, yeah. you put anybody from the cast of Atlanta on anything, I will pay money for it.
1: I, I just know, anytime I've seen Kamel Nanjiani in anything, he's always been good. Like, he was even good in uh, the Shadow of War game.
2: And let's not forget Angelina was, yeah. Jolie is in this, too. I mean... Yeah, uh, yeah, Angelina yeah, J- Jolie...
1: Salma
4: Hayek? Salma Hayek.
0: Salma Hayek's playing the leader of the Inhumans, actually.
2: I don't even know what the Inhumans are. I'm not going
0: to Sorry, not Inhumans Eternals. It's I literally, <laughs> mid-sentence, forgot
3: about the Eternals! <laughs> like,
4: here's well, the thing: the Eternals They've... are some immortal superheroes, basically. They've been around for a while to fight another group called the Deviants. Usually, these conflicts do not interact at all with the larger world.
0: Frequently, they are out in space. Uh, basically, the idea is most of the Eternals are what various myths and legends of various cultures are based on. I think Ajak is supposed to be similar to Quetzalcoatl.
4: Yeah, I think there's like a Gilgamesh analog as well. And there's a Gilgamesh
0: and, yeah. analog. Uh, there's an Icarus.
4: Yeah. So um,
0: who it, I think is being played by Richard Madden.
1: Yeah,
4: he's Richard Madden. And. Out of all the movies
1: listed, this is might be the one I'm most hyped for. Why? Because the movies that I did not know very much about the heroes, I love mm-hmm. the most. Yeah, Guardians of the, of the Galaxies, Galaxy. Both Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy are top of my list, and I, I didn't know shit about them until the movies came out. See,
2: mm-hmm. I'm I'm in a position where um, I kind of jumped in the MCU late, so I've had a pre notion on every single hero. So the less I know about the Eternals, the more excited I'll be because I actually get to learn something, especially if we have an mm-hmm. origin story. I think this, the, the way they can screw this up, if there's not an origin story.
0: I, I think you'll have to establish them at least a little bit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say this, because like, even I was one of the people, because I read comics, I know Beth, you were the same. Mm-hmm. Um, is like I actually knew who the Guardians were before the movie. And so I knew a lot of people were like, oh, I read comics, but I hadn't read this, so I got to go in all excited. I'm like, oh, I, like, I still enjoyed it. I still really like them. But, like, I knew stuff going in. I know nothing about the Eternals. The
4: little I know does have me um, at least very interested, because the fun thing about the Eternals is because they were so obscure, you could have creators like Neil Neil Gaiman who did Sandman come in and and do some really interesting and experimental stuff with them. And also they have said that this movie is going to be full Jack Kirby. Um, and with with all the weirdness and, uh, his, his amazing visuals that some of which you got to see in Thor three, Thor Ragnarok, Mm -hmm. but, um, they're going to go full Jack Kirby. And I'm very excited to see that and how that will look. I think that they're hoping to do what DC wants to do with the new gods, which are a similar uh, group of immortal superheroes in the DC universe, also created by Jack Kirby.
0: Wait, you you were
2: saying this for uh, the Eternals?
3: Yes. Okay.
0: Sorry. So it's like it's a sim. So hopefully, like we kind of got a hint of what a Jack Kirby esque aesthetic could look like on the big screen with Thor Ragnarok. Supposedly, they're going all out. Uh, I've only seen one preview image leaked uh, or released so far and it was basically just a shot of four Celestials just walking on like a planetscape and it it looked really nice. Uh, And it could be cool to have like the Celestials be the villains of like these old gods basically from around the start of the universe. David or Brent, any thoughts no, on I, your I was, expertise of Eternals? I was about to jump in, but I
2: have my I have my thing muted. Um, no, I don't. I don't have much expertise. But if it is Jack Kirby uh, and it is a new character uh, or a new character group, uh, it's going to be. I have confidence in it. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to go into a Marvel movie. Cold.
3: Mm-hmm. So So um,
2: I think it's going to be an experience. I, it, it could be. A top Marvel movie? We don't know. I, my, my thinking is they are wanting to go more cosmic uh, in the future. Correct? Or am I wrong about that?
0: It 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 seems that way. So it, I mean, is it the it's case a weird that mix. the
2: Eternals could
0: be like
2: maybe the new Avengers? Maybe. Well, I mean, like the the big three uh, is obviously Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Spider Man. But I mean, could could the Eternals play a bigger role than we think?
0: Maybe I think what you could more likely have is something along the lines of maybe the threat is coming from the Celestials or even maybe from Galactus. And so you might have to get your Avengers and then maybe they work with the Eternals or the Eternals sort of, cause even in the, I've seen one or two panels from comics they've been in and there was a great one with the uh, civil war when it was happening in comics And basically, like, it was the Avengers trying to make the Eternals pick a side, and they're just like, no, we've been around way longer than you. We will continue to be around. We're not going to pick a side in this. I think the, like, quote one of them says is, like, if you saw children fighting over who gets to play in the waste ground, would you get involved? (laughs) And so you, you could end up with... Maybe the Eternals are, if the next villain is going to be big cosmic scale, maybe the Eternals are a big part of getting to that villain and getting our heroes to that does, villain. Uh, does
2: Adam Warlock
0: have anything to do with the Eternals, or no? No, Not that'll really. probably...
4: That'll be Guardians 3. Uh, yeah. yeah,
0: that'll probably be a Guardians He was well, heavily to that Guardians so. 2.
1: Yeah,
4: I, I assumed
1: he would be in Guardians 3. Uh, but by by heavily hinted, I mean he was named outright.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will call him Adam. You know,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's yeah. It, it no, they're their own kind of weird thing. That like they're not even super tied into what you stand, what you think of with standard cosmic Marvel. They're just they're their own weird outlier. Well, I think that's going
2: to be the thing going forward. Is the 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 next phase of heroes. Aren't your traditional comic book heroes i mean when everyone talks about superheroes they think oh you know spider-man captain america iron man black panther doctor strange uh, the fantastic four even you know stuff like that but no one brings up the eternals or another hero that we're about to mention coming up (laughs) so uh and i
4: I think that that's very exciting because it's it's sort of reminiscent of how marvel was when it first got started right because the heroes they had available to them were not their popular heroes, like like the mm-hmm. X-Men or Spider-Man. They, they had Iron Man and Captain America and Thor, who were, at the time, not very well-known, and sometimes not no. even very well-liked. And so no, Iron they're Man in a similar was, position now.
0: Iron Man was basically C or D-list hero uh, before that movie came well, you out. You
2: See, that's the crazy thing to me, though, is before that movie came out, as a kid, I at least knew who Iron Man was.
0: Mm-hmm. There was a brief animated series exactly. that might have been, which I love that animated series, and it has uh, Robert Hayes as the voice of Iron Man, who is Ted Stryker from Airplane.
2: Exactly, but but this is, the the past year or two is the first time I've ever heard about the Eternals, or... I'm just gonna save the next name for yeah, Shang Chi. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, well, I, 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 we'll, I, wanted you to, we'll to just bring that transition, up.
0: There yeah. we go. We'll, we can transition because uh, I, I don't think we have anything else to say about we, we the Eternals. <laughs> um, so. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. The redemption from Iron Man 2.
1: No. It's 3. <laughs> Iron Man 3. 3. Uh, Iron February... Man 2 also needs redemption for his though.
0: <laughs> Iron Man 2 needs more redemption than 3 honestly. Yeah. Iron Man 2 <laughs> is but, terrible. <laughs> it really is. Uh, this is coming out February 12th of 2021. Uh, stars, it stars uh, Simi Lu and Aquafina as well as as the title might suggest, uh Tony Lung as the Mandarin. The Ooh. real Mandarin. So there have been hints, uh well I say hints, uh there was a short that Marvel released. Uh was part of I think Iron Man Three on the Blu-ray. It's either Iron Man Three or what came after Iron Man Three. Uh after Ant-Man?
2: After Iron Man Three no. was uh I think it was Winter Soldier.
0: No, it was Thor Dark World. Ew,
2: what a horrible stretch of movies.
1: (laughs) Hey, I
0: I actually like Iron Man 3. I mean, I do too. 20
1: 20 plus movies, it's hard to keep track of what order they come in. This is very Yeah, I know.
0: But uh, So basically there was a short where someone was interviewing Trevor Slattery, who was uh, Ben Kingsley's character in Iron Man 3, the actor portraying the Mandarin. And then it turns out he works for the organization, The Ten Rings, and he was coming to basically take vengeance for the man whose name he stole. Uh, and now it looks like we are going to see that man whose name he stole with the Mandarin. And they did a thing where they showed like there's a henchman in the first Ant-Man movie who has that tattoo on his neck. So they've been like, oh look, you know, the, the ten Rings have been around throughout Marvel. And also rumors coming out today... Uh, because Shang-Chi in the comics, his father was a villain, and so some rumors coming out today are that it's going to turn out where uh the Mandarin might be Shang-Chi's father. Hmm. So Did the, the
2: the classic Star Wars arc.
0: Yes. yes the classic Star Wars very arc much
4: so and it's been Beth? part of the character's uh mm-hmm. story from the beginning of, of his inception <laughs> at Marvel.
0: So, I know Beth is super excited to talk about it.
4: (laughs) Um, Take us away. (laughs) So, I will start saying that uh, alert listeners of the podcast may remember when we were talking about Aquaman, uh, that that I mentioned that I had accidentally seen aquaman about four times in this theater how i i think that uh that will happen again with this movie but um but no i'm i'm also like i'm just a really big fan of this character i i like the fact that um unlike a lot of other people with all these super cosmic powers he's just really good at what he does and is very well respected and uh, there's a lot of times in comics where um, Shang-Chi will show up and whoever it is, Wolverine or anybody else, if they see that they now have to fight Shang-Chi, you can see uh, them in their minds going, oh no, oh no, I am not mm-hmm. going to win this. This is terrible. Um,
0: he he doesn't really have superpowers if memory serves, but he is just like the best martial artist in the world.
4: Yes and uh and, and I just really like in, in the comics Matt fractions Iron Fist and some of the things they do with with Shang-Chi it's it's just really um, amazing what they do with with their martial arts titles and mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing more of that on the big screen and I think it's going to be a lot of fun I'm so excited Aquafina and Tony Lung are in it and I think Simi Liu is going to do a great job
3: mm mm-hmm. mhm
0: There is even a Spider-Man comic in which Spider-Man works with Shang-Chi to develop a unique fighting style. Because it comes during a time when I think he doesn't have his spider sense. Yeah. And so, to help him combat, tell him combat better, he studies martial arts and he and Shang-Chi actually develop a new way of fighting that incorporates him being able to walk on walls and stuff. They call it the Way of the spider
3: yeah, and then he's... later when he
0: gets his spider sense back they like work in tandem and like his spider sense plus his martial arts makes him a much better hero
2: i'm, I'm glad you preface that for me because i know nothing about Chi <laughs> at all <laughs> like at he's, all
4: he's super cool and and like he's often you know recruited in the marvel universe as a teacher uh, mm-hmm. like he was, he was created back in 1973. So obviously heavily inspired by Bruce Lee, who was super popular at the time. And, um, he, uh, so he's often recruited by people to sort of teach me martial arts, teach me how to do this. There was a recent run, uh, of Domino who, uh, was in the last Deadpool film. Uh, but, uh, Domino recruits him to teach her in a recent, uh, Uh, run of her comic by gail simone and uh when she first runs into him um uh, her first thought is well no one told me that he was fine as five fridays (laughs) 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 which i'm like you know what me too domino (laughs)
0: uh and there's the fun story of apparently uh what is Simi Lu or Simulu? I'm Similu, probably yeah. Simi Lu. Um, I'm sure that tight... we're we're
4: all mispronouncing that. I'm yes. sure.
0: Apo- apologies all around. But apparently he did like his last screen test or something for the role. Like the Saturday before Comic Con was hired on that Tuesday, and then was just flown to San Diego. I did hear
2: that too. Do that too.
0: <laughs> like at what the start of that week, yeah, at the start <laughs> of that week, he was not sure if he was gonna get that role. Yeah. That's awesome though. Honestly, like, could you imagine like
2: wanting to just land your big, like having your life change like that? Because you know, you know, I mean, yeah. Vin Diesel is cutting a check from from Disney from this. Just imagine what a lead role will do. Yeah.
0: Well he he posted something because like they did their big picture from the stage and he's right next to Benedict Cumberbatch and it looks like he's yelling or something and he posted recently w- what thoughts were going through his head and he's like oh my god I'm right next to him oh my god I'm right next to him
4: It is it is Simulu by the way it is Simu Simulu
0: Simu? Yes. Okay.
4: Simulu. But uh, he also posted uh, recently that he had looked into tom hiddleston's eyes and forgotten how to form words so i i am glad that he is uh very excited about this obviously
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah i'm excited to to see them usher in a new a new hero uh especially um someone from a different cultural standpoint than yeah. the american norms and that just goes right into what uh what marvel is so i'm super excited for it um like I said, I'm excited to get acclimated with new characters, but I'm also nervous as to, like, if I will like them, because mm-hmm. I- I'm the guy who likes, you know, Spider-Man swinging from things, and Iron Man flying and shooting rockets and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know how I'm going to feel about just, a, like, a like a hero that is, doesn't have any powers. I'm interested to see that, so we'll see.
4: Well, he does occasionally, like, he, you know... He's sometimes occasionally able to, like, manipulate his key enough that he can uh, manipulate energy. And at one point recently in the comics, he he very briefly got the power to make duplicates of himself. So I don't know if they'll... If that'd, they that'd be will... cool with
2: Doctor Strange.
4: yeah.
0: Yeah. I wonder if they do tradition more, well, not full traditional Mandarin because full traditional Mandarin is problematic, but oh, if they yes. <laughs> do where he has the 10 rings of power, you could even have like Shang-Chi get one or two of them, get some abilities that way.
4: And, and there has been some legitimate concern in, in, you know, the community that, that the Mandarin was in his initial uh, run in Marvel <laughs> comics, uh, Quite very Incredibly much a stereotype, yeah. Like he <laughs> he was un, very unfortunate in his characterization, but I think I, I'm hoping that the creative team here and and the actor who is playing him, I think that they will find a way to to do the character justice.
3: Hmm.
2: I'm very. I, yeah. I, I'm I'm interested, to say the least, about about this film. I won't say I'm excited yet because I don't know what to expect even though you guys kind of gave me a briefing. Um, but I- I'm interested to see to see what happens with this film.
0: All right. David, any thoughts on Shang-Chi?
1: Uh, I know more about Mandarin <laughs> than I do about the internals, but this is another movie where I don't know very much. <laughs> so, see, that, that's the same boat what yeah. I, man. So, last time the Mandarin was involved, I researched the Mandarin and got to know him. Then I was very disappointed. So, I'm just going to just stay in the dark so I can just enjoy it. I think that's a good idea. Here we go. Yeah, yeah because last time, when Iron Man 3 came out, I heard Mandarin. I'm like, oh, here's some comics about the Mandarin. I started reading, reading them. Got there, I'm like, you mother... God.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, I'm just an actor. I still loved that. I'm not going to lie. I, too.
3: Yeah. <laughs> All right. A lot of
0: fun. Well, if we're ready to move on, we move on to what Daniel might be the most excited for.
2: talking in third person.
0: (laughs) WandaVision. Ooh. Coming spring 2021. Uh, It is going to star Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, as well as Tiona Paris as the adult Monica Rambeau. That was the little girl who was in Captain Marvel, uh, Lieutenant Trouble, as they frequently called her. Uh, she, this is going to be the adult version of her, who, in the comics, is a superhero in her own right, with, uh, powers over the light spectrum? Yes. I think.
4: Yeah, she can manipulate, Um, sort of, the electromagnetic spectrum, turn into light, things like that. So,
1: she's basically
0: another Dazzler. No, way more powerful. (laughs) Basically, what have you cranked Dazzler up to the level of Captain Marvel?
1: Oh, fantastic, that's a lot better than... (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah it's and she can like do she can manipulate the whole spectrum and all this stuff i doubt she'll start with powers but they probably will appear somewhere throughout the series uh this is the first real series that kevin feige said like because the next thing we'll talk about obviously is doctor strange and basically said is this series will tie directly into doctor strange
2: I was going to say, um, so are we going to go ahead and talk about Doctor Strange 2 well, along with this?
0: We we can mention the fact that Elizabeth Olsen is in both. Um, and actually, because with some of the stuff we'll be talking about, we can say it. Basically, yeah. So Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is coming out in May of 2021. Uh, Feige did confirm a multiverse. They basically said it's going to have a horror movie kind of feel. Someone in the crowd said is it gonna be rated R and Kevin Feige's response was basically it's PG-13 and you'll like it
4: (laughs) and yes dad
0: (laughs) Nightmare is going to be the villain and yeah so it's interesting because Elizabeth Olsen is going to be there and they have said you know all the events of WandaVision are gonna tie directly into this movie now here's a fun fact with WandaVision so Paul Bettany's in it As the Vision, this is taking place post Avengers Endgame. So, so is this going to be a Vision without the Infinity Stone in his head? I don't know what Vision it's going to be because Vision's dead. Ooh, what if they just? Well, he
1: was presumed dead. Yes,
0: yes. There is
1: a version of Vision in the comic books without the Infinity Stone, and who was. Very discolored, like in the movie.
0: Well, technically, Vision never had the Infinity Stone in the comics. Um, Oh, damn. He had had a solar stone. Don't you come in my house, David. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Hey, hey, you hired me as the expert. Now it's your mistake. (laughs) What I'm
2: curious is, like what you're saying, are they going to tie Vision back into... I could see it being a horror, like maybe she is haunted about Vision's death, because you remember the, the, the toll mm-hmm. that had to go on her psyche, I'm sure, for having oh, yeah. to kill him Cause, and see him come back to, to life to have Thanos kill him again.
0: Yes, and here's the thing. So, in the comics, Scarlet Witch's powers are more than just kind of the weird, vague telekinesis and telepathy we've seen. Her powers are basically pure chaos magic.
4: She can warp reality, basically.
0: Like the reality stone.
4: Like the reality stone, yes.
0: Like the reality stone. Only sometimes in the comics, even more powerful. And, like, especially if she's in a not-that-stable frame of mind, which she would be in post, like, having to try to live without vision. So I wonder, there are a couple different storylines. Uh, Apparently all they showed on stage there was like an old 50's era kind of TV that showed like both her and Vision on it. So you have a couple things that you can take from that. First off, Tom King did a wonderful run of Vision in the comics where Vision built a robot family and tried to sort of live a normal life and they were all like trying to kind of be like that perfect 50s family
4: living and like in every suburbia
0: living in suburbia trying to meet the neighbors and it just it ends horribly but like it's it's one of the best comics i've read cover to cover like the graphic novel collection's out it's fantastic but it is weird just so you know <laughs> anyone who's going out to pick this up it, it's weird but it's great. But, yeah, and you- I wonder if you're going to do a version of that, only it's maybe an altered reality version created by Scarlet Witch. Because there's also another point in a earlier comic, I think it's House of M, mm-hmm. where she creates an entire alternate Earth, where basically mutants are treated as equal and all this stuff, and... Actually, mutants are like the leaders of the world. Yeah. If, I, if I remember yeah, she correctly, she does it
4: with the help of Professor X from the X Men, so it's it's yes, her and him working in concert and
0: sort of yeah yeah
4: w- wasn't there no. any, well uh... Professor X wasn't entirely willing but yeah was... <laughs> Professor X wasn't
0: entirely willing but he he was forced into helping and like in doing that she brought a few Avengers who had died back to life. I don't think we're gonna see that happen here. But she also had two children uh, with vision, I believe.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And she had taken two, like, lost souls or something and given them physical bodies. And you had Tommy and Billy.
4: And they and... were later sort of added to the comics again as in the fantastic Young Avengers by Alan Heiberg. Yeah,
0: they, after reality went back to normal, supposedly those two lost souls went into separate mothers and just cre- you created you had it's, these it's two best kids not to think about it's the weird details. it's weird but you had two people who are almost identical but born like hundreds of miles apart
2: you guys just said so much and just <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's
2: just so much that just went into my brain but uh, but circling back to the horror
1: thing I- yeah the-
4: no, I think there's definitely horror. Uh, oh, I think potential so. Potential there that I think would be really awesome.
1: Yeah, especially. Well, when your villain is nightmare, there better be some horror.
4: <laughs> well, that'll
0: be the Doctor Strange thing, but I'm wondering if by the end of WandaVision, if she messes with reality enough, cause she's chaos magic and Doctor Strange is order magic.
2: Well, my thing is so too- they,
0: they tend to balance and I wonder if he's just gonna be like, You are too powerful to be left alone. So, like, we're going to just, like, I'll be sitting here right over your shoulder this whole time.
1: And then we end up with a magical buddy cop movie.
0: Oh, I'd love that. Well, but a weird buddy cop horror.
2: I, I will say, I think, I think the MCU could pull off a horror film in PG-13. Because, oh, definitely. Um, I, I hate, I didn't get to talk about this on Tuesday, but the, the, the scene where Mysterio is going at it with Spider-Man.
3: Yes. Those,
2: that like five to ten minute battle of him being just like in this big illusion, there was some parts in there that, that would scare some people like Iron Man coming out of the grave, this, that, and the other. They can pull mm-hmm. off a horror film. Based off they, those ten minutes alone, I, I have full faith they can pull it off.
0: They can. And one thing Kevin Feige said about WandaVision, and I'm assuming it'll go for Doctor Strange as well is they kept emphasizing like this is going to be weird. Like this I is this it. might give be the weirdest the thing we've ever done yeah. and you're like, "You know what? The first Doctor Strange got weird. Like if you give me more of that, I'm 100% on board." Well, the best thing I about do, Doctor, Doctor
2: Strange weird. is the visuals. Oh yeah. So so you create that and then like on top of that make a make a bunch of scenes like you had Mysterio and Spider-Man from Far From Home, then I I that to me makes like a top ten MCU film.
0: I think those two combined will be great. I'm I'm mainly excited for Wandavision because I loved that Tom King run and I loved House of M. And if it's at all similar to either, oh, it's gonna it'll hit my sweet spot of this is the weird comic thing I love. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I also didn't mean to jump off off the Wandavision no. train, but.
0: No, it that discussion took a turn into like deep dives. Yeah. But
2: uh yeah, just just like you said Daniel, I I'm super curious as to what they're going to do with uh with
0: Vision. Oh yeah. Let's see. Let's move on just to keep this train rolling to Thor 4. Woo-hoo. Ooh. Uh so a little bit before Comic-Con, they actually announced Taika Waititi would return to direct the next Thor movie. There hadn't really been a talk of a fourth Thor film, but they announced a little before Comic-Con, was like, okay, there is one. Taika is directing it. And we heard a lot more about it at Comic-Con. Thor, Love and Thunder.
2: Love that title. Comes out
0: in November of 2021. Yes. Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson were both there. They were both there. Uh, they're both going to be in the movie. Uh, Tessa Thompson had the the line of they because t- she's basically post Endgame probably the new king of Asgard, and someone asked her like, "What's the first thing you want to do?" And she goes, "Well, if I'm you know the new king. I have to find my queen." I will say we're dancing around the biggest news of this whole Love and Thunder thing, though. Oh, of course, <laughs> because Natalie Portman was at Comic Con. That was a huge shock returning. To me.
3: Returning after her last appearance
0: in Thor, uh, technically she had a brief appearance in Endgame, but but like last major one was Thor: Dark World too, though. Exactly, Mm.
1: but that that shocked Uh, the hell out of me because I thought after Dark World, I thought Natalie Portman had a less than positive relationship with Marvel.
0: She did, but one thing she always said is she didn't want to come back and just continue to be the love interest. And so she's not coming back to just be Jane Foster, the love interest. She's coming back to be Jane Foster, the mighty Thor.
4: I love that Uh, Jason Aaron story and and Taika Waititi referenced it on stage. But um, if you're not familiar with this story, it's incredible. Uh, Jane Foster becomes a version of Thor. And in the comics, she has cancer. And every time she uses uh the hammer mjolnir to become thor she makes her cancer worse so every every time she becomes a hero to try to save you know all the worlds uh not just uh earth um she it's it's a very self-sacrificing move and mm-hmm. i i loved that story in in the comics it was incredible
3: mhm
0: and it it's it really is good and uh, Taika Waititi I think said like when he was directing Thor Ragnarok he was reading that story and that that is what he wanted to tell as his next one and it is I've seen people online making a big deal about the, they're like oh they're just making every character a woman now and you're like okay but like this, this happened in the comics I think
2: that's <laughs> the thing that people forget is that Stan Lee and Marvel even in it's very very early stages was pushing and very progressive in what they were doing. Like like people thought like they were just now making mm. Black Panther three, or two or three years ago as a progressive movement. Like no, Black Panther existed mm-hmm. yeah. well before the MCU and was uh, a big part of the Fantastic Four and mm-hmm. all that. But people just want to forget it.
3: Well, no, I people don't want to say, forget, it, it's just
1: Marvel wasn't doing that well until the movies. True, <laughs> true, The
0: The thing is, a lot of people don't read the comics. Well, I'm one of those and people, so, but
1: I, I even knew that Black Panther existed.
0: Yeah, I will say the Mighty Thor storyline is relatively recent, probably yeah. 2016, 2015, mm-hmm. something along that line. But it's still, it was incredibly well-received. And so... I, like, I'm 100% on board for this, and it, I'm interested to see how Natalie Portman plays Thor. I am too, actually, because not that Jane Foster was, like, a
2: horrible character, but it's, it felt kind of...
0: She kinda didn't have much meh. to do.
2: She
4: you know, really but, had nothing to do. It was but a very flat
2: makes, character.
1: But th- this makes the question, if she's become the Mighty Thor, what's going to happen to Chris Hemsworth?
2: Well, the thing is... is We're just going to watch him lose weight for three hours. (laughs) The thing
0: is, unlike within the comics, because the reason uh, Jane Foster became the Mighty Thor in the comics was because Thor did something that rendered him unworthy. And he could no longer lift the hammer. uh, And then she was able to. But the difference is this Thor as we have seen is still worthy but he's just kind of going off to find himself and I'm sure they'll come up with a reason because they also presumably have to come up with a reason of how Mjolnir exists again
2: well didn't he have he had, did Mjolnir get destroyed
1: in Endgame? It, Mjolnir got destroyed in uh, Ragnarok but they brought it back in Endgame but Captain America took it back in time when he was returning the stones Yep. Oh, Captain yeah. America had to take it back with the stones. So,
0: so they're going to have to explain where Mjolnir can, comes from again.
3: Hmm. That's blah, the thing blah, that, blah, uh, comic book, but comic
0: here's
1: book. The, <laughs> but, yeah,
0: but here's the thing they could just do a line of dialogue of like, it's been like they just made another one and I'm 100% fine with that. We, like, we, it
4: doesn't matter. They could go back to Peter about... Dinklage and say, hey, yeah. you need another Mjolnir. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, that's entirely all you would yeah. have to do. And as we sort of discovered as we were going back and talking about one division, a lot of this stuff, if you get into the details, like you just get confused to so just be like, yep. yes, it happened. Here you go. Like... <laughs>
0: If they literally just wanted to have what happened at Comic Con happen and like Taika YTD himself just walks on in front of the movie and hands her Mjolnir, That's... I'll honestly be fine with it.
1: Like, even with a jacket with his name on the back to say, yo, this, oh, this, yeah. this is the director. Have...
0: <laughs> and I'm not and I'm not even saying that, like, have the character he voices, Korg, do that. I'm saying have him just walk out there no, and be like, have Cor- here no, you no, go. No, no, no.
2: Have Korg do it. Please yes, have that, Korg do it. That is better. Yes.
0: Bring <laughs> yeah. Korg back. Because we, we all know Korg is worthy. I need
2: all the Korgs.
0: I <laughs> am mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Korg will appear in that well, the movie. One th-
1: the only thing I was really disappointed about by this Comic-Con is they did not announce the Korg Meek movie.
2: Yes, we, yeah. we need a
3: Cork.
0: What if that's going to be a Disney Plus show? It needs
2: to be, like a, like a buddy cop. That would be great.
3: <laughs> where,
1: where I it's would just love Meek, that. Meek just making these weird sounds and Cork just talking back to him.
2: <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, mate. My name's Cork. This is Meek.
1: And every episode has to end with Cork stepping on him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, sorry, man. Sorry, uh, uh, I think I killed him again. I feel bad. <laughs>
0: I will say, I, this was another one when Beth and I were talking beforehand that she said you she might easily accidentally go watch eight times. Oh
4: yeah, totally. Because I loved that series, uh, the Mighty Thor, and I, I love this idea of of Jane Foster being Thor. Um, I'm so excited to see Natalie Portman, and Tessa Thompson, like really chew the scenery in this movie and yes this is definitely another movie i will accidentally go see five times
2: <laughs> no, I, I will make a point to see it five times like that's how excited <laughs> i am for this
0: yeah and like granted like they had me at the point when they were like taika waititi's doing this movie and i'm like great he did so good on the last one i'm on board yeah. and then they're like they're doing the mighty thor i'm like perfect
2: i think we've <laughs> reached a point to where we can just just trust.
1: Trust yeah. what Marvel's doing. I think we've been at that point for a while. Yeah, yeah. Like that's <laughs> yeah, what I'm probably. saying. Like they could
2: release anything, and I'd be like, "Do your thing. I'll pay you money for it, and I'll." Yeah, they, it. they all
1: have. They all know which directors are good at their, this. They got their. Yep. They got their t- uh, t- <laughs> God, I'm getting tongue tied. They got their James guns. They they get. They know who
0: does this well.
2: Oh yeah. And the Russo brothers, they have their Russo brothers too, we can't be yeah, the, the Russo brothers. I think,
0: I think, are the Russos done? I think they said they were done post-end game. Yeah. Which, granted, I completely understand. It was a take of a run and a had. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, but, after you
0: do end game, how can you really go back? Yeah, you, you can't top that, yeah. so I think they're just like, we're gonna leave on the highest possible note.
2: Well, er- uh, well every story has an end, so. <laughs> Or the journey.
0: Every journey has an end. Sorry. Every oh geez. part of the journey is the. There we end. go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on from Thor to Loki. Uh, Loki is getting a Disney Plus show, spring 2021. Uh, Tom Hiddleston's returning. This is the Loki from Avengers Endgame, who got the cosmic cube or tesseract and disappeared. And this will be his adventures and wherever and whenever he went.
1: Multiverse. Uh, so this is
0: going to be like pre redemption arc Loki, still a villain.
1: But how's this going to tie him back to the movie?
0: I assume at some point he'll have to land back in Asgard, and then that that'll put him where he needs to be for Thor: Dark World.
1: Yeah, but, he, he's, he's but just... between between the Avengers movie and. Thor of the Dark World, he was in Asgard prison.
0: Well yeah. If he, I assume if he pops up in Asgard, he'll be arrested.
1: But we saw in Avengers him going to Asgard with Thor.
0: Look.
4: Okay, here's I think... here's what I think is going on. Just just to try to <laughs> I'm gonna try to make this I think that this we're getting into alternate universe territory here. Yeah, I
0: think this is alternate yeah. timeline. Yeah, this but
1: is this, an alternate this will not timeline. affect the MCU at
4: all though. No, I I don't think Probably it will. Probably not. I I think that this this is you know, we're about to get into the what if series. I think that this series is just going to be a what if in its entirety. Like it'll be what where would Loki go if he did escape after Avengers? Um if he because yeah. this is before he's had his sort of redemption arc. He's still very embittered. Uh, he's just been Hulk smashed. Um, so what what does he do now? Uh, now that he has this method of crossing uh, crossing space and, and going wherever. He now wants that he to has go. this.
0: Now yeah. that he has this power. Mm-hmm. But we don't really know too much about it. Literally aside from just like. 2021. Tom Hiddleston's in it. Mm -hmm. There's one picture they showed that made it look like maybe there's also some time travel involved. Who knows?
3: Yeah, Yeah, maybe maybe he maybe he
1: time travels back to the current MCU universe of Loki and returns.
0: Maybe could be maybe maybe it all ties together. Do you know how you'll find out, David? You subscribe to Disney Plus. (laughs) You know know I'm already gonna do that. But yeah, Loki's one of the ones that doesn't have very much uh, out about it right now.
2: Yeah, this is the Um, territory where I start to get like the most or the least knowledgeable, I should say. And that would be this and the what if thing. The what if thing to me, I mean, it's going to be animated. Let's
0: let's just talk about what if. What if coming out summer 2021, uh, it's an animated series it sounds like each episode is gonna be its own kind of what if tale uh, tale. For those who have read the What if comics, I assume it's going to be that, which are just like what if? to pull a completely random one, what if like Thanos just decided to live on earth as like an Elvis impersonator and just lived his life that way? I'm not saying that happened in a what if comic, but I have memory serves I'm pretty sure it did what it's, it's what
3: about the funniest what if? <laughs>
0: well, what what what's your take on the funniest "what if," David?
1: I think you know.
0: I am blanking. I think
1: it is what if Venom took a hold of Deadpool with his Jerry curls.
0: Yes, yes, <laughs> I have seen. I do remember that. Where um,
1: M- uh, Modok was fused to Galactus's ass.
0: Yep. <laughs> it was. It, it's. It was
1: a off the wall. Like, there's Deadpool off the wall, and there's this, what's the, what is this thing off the wall? And it was just, holy.
0: I will say, a cool thing is a lot of the original actors are going to be voicing their animated counterparts. They put up a big graphic that showed, like, everybody who they had on board, and, like, it's, it is most of the MCU. I think the big notable ones were, that were absent were, like, uh... Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and I think Scarlett Johansson I Hansen did as see well, Haley Atwell but.
4: was up there and I feel like that means that we might get like a Peggy Carter Captain America which I am all Ooh. on board yes, for that would be fun.
0: Uh, ha- Haley Atwell's there and Stanley Tucci who played Dr. Erskine so I think it is safe to say we will probably get a what if Peggy Carter was Captain America
1: now, but uh, back to my Deadpool Venom one. Since, <laughs> since, no, this is a serious question. Since Deadpool's now Disney, but what about Venom? Since this is, Venom
0: is te- Venom's technically Sony. But
1: does that include TV shows? Could this be considered a TV show?
4: I don't know, but I do know I that know. Marvel and Sony have made some previous deals. For Spider-Man. Like, They've made yeah. deals for
1: Spider-Man. Yeah, Yeah. and they
4: had also made deals with with Fox previously as well that, you know, like, we'll let you do this if you let us do that. So I wonder if Mm -hmm. if they might be able to do another sort of you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours sort of deal to to get Venom in an episode or two of this.
1: But but the reason I brought this up is because they have the movie rights. I don't know if they have the TV rights, and this could be a TV show.
3: Yeah. It
0: could actually, that might actually be a loophole around it. I I don't know the ins and outs of the deal well enough to know, but if someone someone I, could
1: tweet I, at me this what this deal is about the TV and movie rights, let me know because mm-hmm. I'm very curious because that if they can get like all the Spider-Man villains back, that would be kind of awesome.
0: Yes, I will. Sinister I will six. say. Mm-hmm. I will say also looking at the what if as one that has me real curious as to how it would go. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is listed So we could get Killmonger oh, Yes oh,
1: He, we was, could one get my, the he was one of Human Torch.
0: My <laughs> yeah we could get the human torch What, what, if, I what wonder... if Killmonger was the human torch <laughs> Well I'm wondering If it's going to be what if They took Killmonger home with them
1: And mm. made him the human torch ah. <laughs> Oh, oh. oh. And then they find out he's actually brothers with Chris Evans, who was also the Human Torch. Oh. Oh. Yeah.
0: Let's see. Uh, Everyone's just the
1: Human Torch now.
0: (laughs) Let's see. Michael Rooker is on there, so we'll probably get more Yondu. Uh, Toby Jones, so Arnim Zola might pop up again. Uh, Then you have also a couple actors who I don't recognize from any previous thing, but... No, yeah, it's a, it's a good list.
1: So I'm gonna, I'm Paul gonna, Rudd,
0: um, Michael Douglas, I'm assuming Chris Hemsworth. I'm assuming
1: the Yondu one would be what if Yondu actually ate Peter Quill?
0: <laughs> <laughs> like he always threatened him. I I mean I'm not sure if that's gonna be it, but you know I don't know. It'd
1: be, it'd be like a two minute one, just him wiping his mouth. Terrans are good. <laughs>
0: Josh Josh Brolin is on there, so we'll probably get a good now, Thanos but, one.
1: Josh Boland, would he play Thanos, or would he play, um...
0: He'd probably play Thanos more
1: than Cable. (laughs) He could do both now, because both are Disney. He could. He could, could.
3: yeah. What
1: if
0: Cable was Thanos? Well, you never know.
3: That's what what I was going to
0: say about
2: this what if. I'm not... I don't know if I'm too excited about it. I feel like this is like a... Like a, a gimmick that Vince McMahon would do on the WWE Network, where it's just like, "Oh, <laughs> what if Stone Cold Steve Austin fought John uh, Cena?" No, this, this, <laughs> is, this is not right. going to
0: be a highlight of the MCU, but I think this is
1: no. just going to be. Fun. No,
0: it's it's going to be. I think it's going to be a fun series to tell weird stories, which is what the What If comics were. Yeah, it was just, and a that, that's playground. kind of what made them special. Like the What If comics yeah.
4: were a playground for uh, artists and illustrators to just sort of go nuts and 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 pursue ideas they could not mm-hmm. pursue in the main comics.
0: Like, it, it is going to be an entire series that is non-canon. Gotcha. But because of that, and because it's animated, they can just be like, hey, write whatever you want, do whatever you want, we'll make it happen. Gotcha. And I love that. I love that freedom. Uh, let's, let's talk real quick about Hawkeye. And for once, in this whole thing... You can actually watch the trailer they showed. Uh, It is up online is on Jeremy Renner's Twitter page. What? He posted a video he took of the trailer. Um, you,
4: can actually you would see think Marvel he's...
0: could just give him
4: yeah. one, but yeah.
0: uh, Yeah, you even see a guy with a flashlight start walking up to him to like tell him to stop and then clearly realizes it's Jeremy Renner. He's like, oh, sorry, sorry. It is going to be a Hawkeye series, fall 2021. Uh, only real big thing here, I mean, it stars Jeremy Renner, and it is going to introduce Kate Bishop what? to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the best Hawkeye. Yes. And, <laughs> in fact, even in comics, they tend to refer to her as the better Hawkeye.
4: And she also originates from (laughs) Alan Heinberg's uh, Young Avengers run, which if you have not read Young Avengers, delightful series, you ought to go check it out.
0: Though if you want to get a preview of what you can probably expect from a Hawkeye series, especially involving Kate Bishop, look at the Matt Fraction run of Hawkeye. Because visual style wise and everything, it really seems to be leaning into what that was. And what that one was about was basically Clint Barton kind of has a normal life outside of being a superhero, but keeps being a superhero to help protect people in his normal life.
4: And all props in this series to the artist, uh, David, uh, I don't know if it's Aja or Aja. But, um, uh, yeah,
3: I can't remember. but,
4: uh, he, he did so many really cool things where they had one issue that was entirely from the point of view of Hawkeye's dog and they had an arrow, I think was what he was yeah, called. Right? And they had another issue where, where Hawkeye, this is not really well known, but Hawkeye is actually deaf in the comics and he wears hearing aids most of the time. Yeah. Um, he's partially he's deaf, just partially deaf. And so there's one comic that is mostly told through sign language because it's, uh from Hawkeye's point of view uh, without access to his hearing aids and they're both really fantastic really almost revolutionary mm-hmm. art styles and writing styles in that book i'm really excited for it
2: yeah i'm excited for uh i'm excited for the new hawkeye series i'm i'm excited to see what they can build on a character who was honestly an underrated avenger i mean it's not like he was the yep. most important, uh, important but he uh it's not like people were were buying tickets to see Hawkeye, and I yeah. think no. I think this adds another another uh, dimension to him, and I'm super excited for it.
1: I mean, I think at best about a superhero character that has bow and arrow, you can maybe get
0: seven seasons out of. <laughs> 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 I I think I think you could get a solid eight. Ooh,
3: ooh, ooh. <laughs> you're getting
0: crazy now.
4: Nice, David.
0: Very nice. nice. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. I wonder, Beth. Do you think they're gonna begin it with the same internal monologue he had in the comic? I hope so. He has a great internal monologue. That's basically. It's similar to what he said in, like, uh, Age of Ultron, where he's like, you know, I'm fighting giant robots with a bow and arrow. But it's something he's like, you know, I I fight alongside, like, literal gods, and I do it with a weapon from the Paleolithic era. And he goes, yeah, Paleolithic. I looked it up. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm excited for it. I'm excited for Kate Bishop. I wonder if they're kind of... Setting the pieces, maybe we'll actually get a Young Avengers show or something. That'd be fun. Movie, yeah. That'd be that'd be really cool. Uh, well, real quick, just Kevin Feige didn't have time to mention some stuff, and so we're just gonna give about as much time to it as he did. Uh, he didn't have time to mention Black Panther two, Guardians of the Galaxy three, Captain Marvel two, uh, Fantastic Four, or Mutants. Uh, none of that stuff he really had time to mention. <laughs> But see, he seemed to hint you'll we'll hear more about it at D twenty three, which is in August.
4: Yeah, and I don't think it. anyone had any doubt that Black Panther two, Guardians three, or Captain Marvel two were happening. They they all made no. way too much money for for them to not have sequels.
0: Mm-hmm. But he did have one last surprise. So at the end of the panel, he brought out. Two-time Academy Award winner Mahershala Ali, and basically that revealed Mahershala Ali is going to be playing Blade yeah. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a movie scheduled yes. for Phase 5, so which will probably be 2022 or beyond.
1: That's going to be so awesome.
0: One thing I loved is stories came out afterwards where basically Kevin Feige brought him in and he's like, we'd love to be in the Mahershala Ali business. Who do you want? And he was just like, Blade. And Kevin Feige's like, you got (laughs) it. So that's just like the best way to get a job. It's just like, I'd like to do this. And he goes, great. What's
2: also funny about this too is I know Donald Glover has already appeared in the MCU, but I I would just love it if they paid homage to him for that stand up he did in 2012 where he was like, no one's gonna go see Blade, and then like they're making a Blade movie for the for the MCU. <laughs> like if we can find a way to put Donald Glover and Spider Man into Blade, like that sort of universe, that would be awesome.
0: They could probably even put that little bit of maybe even stand up in there. Cause I mean, they put Donald Glover on one of the TVs in Spider Verse. That is true. It's a real quick shot. You just gotta know what you're looking for, yeah. but he's there. But yeah, I, Blade was one of those things that took me by surprise. Cause like I was thinking at best we would get like maybe a Hulu show or something with Blade. Mm-hmm. Nope, we're getting a movie. <laughs> we're getting a movie. And we've got some we've got a really talented person on board. I'm excited. And for every for everyone upset about it, uh, Wesley Snipes did post a comment today about it and basically he's 100% supportive.
4: Well, and of course he is. Marshall Ali is incredible in everything that he's in. So he's, what is he he's in? just amazing. Uh, he was in Moonlight, which uh, oh, won the Academy Award over La La Land and there there was He, that was, whole in thing. he was in see Green that Book. He was in Green Book. Um, he was also in Luke Cage as as a villain in the first season. I
2: didn't see that either.
4: So,
0: so if you want to know whether or not Kevin Feige cares about the previous Marvel TV outings, he doesn't, because <laughs> he was like, "We'd like to welcome Hershel Ali to the MCU," and you're just kind of like, "I mean, he was already kind of there." Well, maybe he
2: knew, <laughs> and maybe he was just trying to f- like forget about it. Now that we're getting Disney Plus, he's like, "We don't need." Yeah. We don't need the well, old. he, he and, always and kind then, of
4: ignored the yeah. TV side, yeah. and, and and you know, I will say, like, once he died in that first season of Luke Cage, the season got far less interesting Whoa, because spoilers. he was oh, yes, yeah, sorry, sorry, <laughs> spoilers for a show that came out like, what, four years ago?
3: <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe <laughs> you just spoiled that
0: for
1: me.
3: <laughs> How dare you, Beth!
0: I was just getting around to that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's...
0: No, it. it i i think that was a fun thing to end on and they handle it really well because like they had handed out, like, Black Widow hats to everyone yeah. there. When they brought when they brought Mahershala Ali out, they are just like, Oh, you have a hat of your own. And he put it on and said, what was funny about they, that,
2: too, is that one of my favorite yeah. tweets I saw about that was, it was like, he put that cap on like he was just, like, the number one pick in the draft. And
0: I <laughs> <Yeah>. lost <laughs> uh, it. Only thing that would have been better is if he'd had, like, three hats of famous Marvel heroes, yeah. and he went to pick up one, then instead grabbed Blade. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, he was. But yeah,
0: then they then they just like shut off all the lights and put like the Blade logo on screen, and the lights come back, and the stage is empty. <laughs> You're just like, that's how you do a closer. Yeah. We're done.
4: And I mean, to be fair, Marshall Ali does know he's a number one draft pick. Like
1: oh. he, <laughs> he is aware. <laughs> yeah, because Kevin fight, you just said uh, you can do
0: whatever you want. Just join us. Yeah. <laughs> He could have been like Wolverine, and Kevin Feige would probably be like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> and you know what? I'd watch it. I'd watch it <laughs> too. <one> too. <laughs> he could be great in anything. <laughs> you know what? I'm for once excited about something related to Blade. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd say that.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm also excited because it brings like, that whole monster universe into it.
0: Are are you like me, David? When you heard that Blade was going to be there, and you're like, "Oh, cool! Now they'll add act- actual like vampires and monster universe." Does this mean we get Shicklaw?
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Because we also we do have Deadpool, so yes, we do.
0: So for for those who don't know, so Brent <laughs> and anyone listening, Shicklaw uh, is a succubus queen. Yes, yeah,
4: okay. she's she's um, a vampire creature yep. queen. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and she married Deadpool in the comic.
1: For, like, a significant amount of time.
0: For a while. And they had a decent
1: marriage. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the whole, their whole meeting was Deadpool was supposed to retrieve her to marry her to Dracula.
0: Yes. And, but he accidentally opened her like sarcophagus early and then ended up falling in love with her while they were journeying back to uh,
3: Dracula. Got it. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, this is door. It's for hilarious.
0: Time. If this is, if we do all this and get Shikla, I am so happy.
1: And plus, I'll just be up for a Blade Deadpool movie.
0: Yeah.
4: That would well, be Blade, a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> Blade showed up in that story because he tried to kill him. Yeah, he yeah, did. Because like he tr- he tried to kill her because he's afraid if she married Dracula, who knows what would happen.
1: I just want to see and I then, just want to see Blade and Deadpool together, just see two swordsmen just going at it.
0: Oh, that'd be so cool. And then you could get, you know, Nightcrawler to perform the wedding just like he did in the comic.
1: Yes, you could. Oh and more people attended Deadpool's wedding than I expected. <laughs>
4: I wonder how much of that was just morbid curiosity. (laughs) Like,
3: 99.99%.
1: Like, everyone except for Captain America and Wolverine. And Bob. And Bob. Bob
0: And probably Weasel.
1: Everyone else, yes.
3: Yeah.
0: But, uh... Even
1: even Blind Out uh, was like, no, I gotta see this if this is
0: real. And
1: that's that's weird that she wants to
0: see it. I I was gonna say... (laughs) She wanted to be there when this happened. To smell it happen. But yeah, and so that, in like that hour and 40 minutes or however long that was, is the Marvel press conference. <laughs> now you see why we couldn't do that and the rest of San Diego Comic Con.
1: <laughs> oh, you mean we can't talk about cats?
0: Oh, we will. If we will... talk
2: about cats, I'm leaving. Like, I'm just
0: taking, I'm shutting <laughs> down. I'm I'm
1: done. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, we'll
0: we'll save that for next time uh, next time um, we can talk
4: about uncanny valley the movie
0: <laughs> yeah um so everyone i'm assuming i know i'm excited i'm assuming everyone else is pretty excited for, sure. for phase four
1: mm-hmm. i mean at this point i marvel has to really mess up for me to jump off this wagon
0: Marvel would have to have their own Batman v Superman Dawn <laughs> of Justice for you to jump off that wagon. And I'm, well,
1: they, they, it's like almost impossible for them to do that because everyone's already introduced.
4: Yeah, <laughs> it reminds me of something I saw on I think one of the Screen Junkies videos where uh, somebody said that Marvel is kind of review proof even at this point because you you've come to expect a certain level of quality from them. And uh, so, you know, it will be at least that quality. And there's so much mm-hmm. faith in that that they would have to mess up, not just once, but mess up over multiple films to really make a dent in that. And and I think they are. This is such a well-oiled machine now yeah. that, that I think they're going to keep putting out good content.
1: Yeah, because let's think the worst Marvel movie, maybe Thor Dark World. Hulk. Mm-hmm. Maybe Hulk. I will watch that yeah. a million times before I watch Batman v Superman again.
0: Oh, <sighs> Or Suicide or Squad. Or Suicide
1: Squad. Like, when we say bad Marvel movie, it's still a lot better than some, oh, some yeah. DC movies. Yep. I have to say some because now DC actually has a couple decent movies.
0: Wonder Woman. It's Wonder Woman and Wonder Aquaman. Wonder Aquaman.
1: They, they are pretty Aquaman. damn good.
0: Yep. I've heard Shazam is good, I've just not watched it yet.
2: I don't think I'm sold on it. I don't think I'm going to go see it.
1: Well, you can't go see an idol. Well, you know know what I mean. I don't think I'm going to spend the money (laughs) to see it.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think that'll do it for this episode. So, Brent, do you have anything you wanted to plug?
2: Check me out on Kentucky Sports Radio. Um, I'll actually be having a Funkhauser post coming up soon for the latest Chance the Rapper album. Uh, and then, of course, I'll have multiple sports posts throughout the week um, for all my sports fans out there in the nerd world. And, um, yeah, catch me on KSR, Hey Kentucky, and uh, back here eventually soon. <laughs> There we go. That's my plug. wasn't All It was right. a makeshift, last minute, winged plug. That's a plug.
0: Much better than what I'm gonna <laughs> do. Hey, this is a this is a last minute, uh, thrown together, winged podcast. So you're you're fine <laughs> here. It fits right in. Beth, what, do you have anything you want to plug?
4: Um, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Duns Librarian D U N S Librarian, and um. So I mostly tweet about library stuff, but occasionally I'll have things to say about Marvel and sundry other things. Also, if you like obscure Tolkien references, I have those, too.
2: <laughs> also, <laughs> yes, follow I, I forget to mention that. Sorry, Beth. Follow me, too. <laughs> at W underscore I tweet about nonsense like college football and sports and uh, m- hip hop music as well. So uh catch catch me on Twitter as well. I forgot to plug that. Thank you for reminding me of that, Beth. And uh, I also want to share a message of uh peace, love and positivity.
1: And
0: yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay. David, do you have anything you want to plug?
1: Oh yes. If you wanna follow me at the at the David Hood, you can listen to me probably talk about some Harry Potter related. What? <laughs>
0: Because or anime. Or
1: anime. I do like to go in anime a little bit, but now that um, I think One Punch Man is done for right now, and Attack on Titan is done. Like I,
0: that's kind of calmed down. Hey, coming up in October, we got another one.
3: Ooh, yes, we do. I'm so excited for it.
1: <laughs> and if you want to wait till the fall, you can hear me cry a lot as I watch the Bengals.
3: <laughs>
0: you and Chris. Go
1: <laughs> Wait, what did you say, Brent? Go pack, pack. Oh, we because uh, we we started repairing our line this year, and before the season starts, our rookie tackle is now out for the season, and our guard is retired for medical reasons. So we lost basically <laughs> half our line before the season started.
3: <laughs> oh
1: no! Oh, so
0: I can just hear that hope.
1: So any hope I had for that line improving just kind of just got shot out the window. And uh, if, you, if you want to hear me to cry about that,
4: follow me. So I feel you, David. But I will say, initially, I thought that um, we that you were talking about the band Bengals as from "Walk Like an Egyptian" fame, uh, fame <laughs> and I was like, okay. What? Okay. <laughs>
1: oh
3: no! No
0: jeez.
1: Oh, I didn't I am...
4: know you were a big fan of that
3: <laughs> uh, I
1: go to all the Bengals home games, and um, I'm gonna be crying a lot this year.
3: Aww.
0: Uh If you want to this fall, he uh, see me crying about uh, my Hero Academia. You can watch <laughs> my Twitter at Daniel Dunstan. <laughs> And also you can check us out on our shows page Uh, Twitter is at nerds for normal. That's at nerds the number four normal. We'll keep trying to keep up the rhythm of new episodes. Hopefully get a follow up comic con episode out soon and then just keep going. So keep an eye on your feed. Keep an eye on the Twitter and as always see you nerds.